the chaos of this world is vast and unknowable. We like to think we can understand it. Welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 125. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. Mike? Is... Where are you? Okay. Nice. (laughs) On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, uh, as well as the weekend film news. There's juicy tidbits of news. Nuggets. You don't know what they are, but you do know what they are, because they're huge, big bombs that dropped on the front lawn of the movie web and someone's got to clean them up with a bag my reaction will be your reaction listener we're here to review transformers the last night directed by michael bay i'm really sorry (laughs) i don't know what to tell you the last we're like the last time i see a transformers movie yeah is that are we never reviewing one of these again um, that's fair i anticipate I being sick on those days if I, you. I don't think we need to um you can go to itunes google play or stitcher whatever podcast software floats your boat whichever that's where you can subscribe to the vertical viewing podcast or go to verticalviewing.com if you stream w- it there well if you want that one night stand you want to support us just a one time yeah you can play the show through verticalviewing.com, but you can also support us with a PayPal donation. Click the donate button if and you, one time, just it, it's, it's up to you it's how much. Just the one time or multiple times. Yeah, you could set up a recurring. Well, you could. But um, if you're going to do that, then we have another suggestion. That's what you're going to do is go to Patreon period com slash vertical viewing. And that is where you can become a hydrogen, helium, or lithium level supporter of the show. Yeah, you get access to the vertical viewing vault where there's fun Aussie walkabout podcasts where we just go on a weird holodeck excursion in the outback. Yeah, you never know. It's weird. Uh, but you can also check out our Chappie review. Really good stuff. You can check out Jake Gyllenhaal reviews. Stories about Bitcoin. Well, yeah. I mean, we really like Jake Gyllenhaal stuff. This got Prisoners review. I, I'm got a big Gyllenhaal fan. Review a Nightcrawler. Gyllenholic, you might call me. Uh, if you want back catalog access, vertical viewing, patreon.com. That's where you can just, it's a monthly reoccurring donation, which helps us offset the cost of seeing movies and putting on the show. It really does. And sticking internet pie in your ear every week, free of charge. Yeah. There are no Casper ads because Casper <sighs> is shitty mattresses. They might be good. Well, we don't, we don't is it, it's not an ad if you say a product is crappy and don't buy it, right? Yeah, but we got to be got to behave accurate in our journalism here. We got to so behave. If we've they never want to give us. I don't. I have real, never lain real money on a Casper mattress. Please send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address. It is verticalviewing at gmail Google. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. The show's on Twitter. 
at Vertical Viewing. You're on Twitter. I am at Jared underscore Jared Sergeant. underscore Sergeant. Um, Letterboxed. You can find me on there. Whatever. <laughs> Not even bothering at this point. Um, on with the show. Let's though. do it. Let's do it. There's something I want to talk about. Is it something really cool that you watched this week? No, there's news. Oh, what's what is the news that you've been? Two pieces. I love that you can't guess what they are. But as soon as I say what both of them are, you're going to say, fuck, I know what these are. So Daniel Day-Lewis. Retiring from acting. Do you buy this? Yeah. You buy it. Why? Because this guy does not, like, he is the definition of go big or go home. You know, like, the guy learned fucking check to play a part. He became a real boxer. He lived in a wheelchair for, I, yeah, when he says he's going to retire, he's done. <laughs> I'm pretty, I mean, if if he comes back, it'll be because he's just like addicted to his craft. But the amount of effort that he expends and the toll that he takes on himself to to do what he does. Each role that he does. I don't know, man. Is, it, is it all worth it? I mean, he's the best, right? I guess it is. Find someone else. Well, that there can are there hold are a candle to him. There are other method actors. It's not like he's the like Gio, Giovanni Ribisi, who was in a movie I watched this week. He's a really intense method actor. I think who does a lot of he's crazy really stuff. Good too. He's really good, but yeah, but he did movies like Fast and the Furious. No, he didn't. That's not him. That's some other weasel. Oh, yeah, dude. it looks just like him. No, he did movies like <laughs> Boiler Room. Yeah, and he did The with, Gift. See, I just needed a Vin Diesel movie. Boiler Room was Dan- there. Daniel Day-Lewis is just lucky enough to be at the top of the game and has this crazy style that's really hard. Like, did he make his... bad movies, though? No. Well, he made nine. He made a really bad musical a few years ago. But no, he doesn't generally make bad films. Um... And everything that he does is a big project and a giant chunk out of his life. Right now he's doing the final stages of the next Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I think it's called Phantom Thread, which sounds crazy. But Mm. then when I tell you it's about a fashion designer in the 1950s in London, then... Can't wait. You, you, those, you, you get really Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day Lewis. But that plot those six line, names together. No, I know, but that plot line doesn't <laughs> do much for me. Um, yeah, there, I mean, you could say things that I would find more exciting for sure. Well, but. my question here is how demanding could this role be? Well, what kind of a character <clears throat> is he really playing here that would would prompt him to say, "I'm done"? I I I genuinely hope that everything is okay with him health-wise, this seems like something you would do if if you had, you know, some sort of... A limited time Sickness, left. or if you were, I need to step out of the limelight. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe he's just made enough money. I don't know if it's about that. It, it, he, didn't like, ever, if he didn't give a you, reason. But you can love acting and, and find yeah, fulfillment it, like being in the community if, theater troupe. There's something, you don't have to be a Hollywood actor. There's something strange about his statement from his people it it's very terse it's very closed on the matter so no scott thinks we, uh, we, something's up well no i just think it's th- th- there's no reason given for it whatsoever and it says you know D- uh, daniel day lewis will take no further questions on the matter like it's just yeah because he's he's not one of those media types okay where he's, 
I I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I to me, it's. I think he retires after every role that he does. Maybe this is part of a an upcoming <laughs> role where he and plays I, a retiring Hollywood actor, and he's got to retire. You, you know the way the internet works. I I have a feeling. A What's year from now, he could either there could be some reports of him saying, "No, I, I never said I was retiring." That wasn't me. I don't know. That was Daniel Knight. Lewis. How would you know? I spend all my time on a sheep farm between movies, and I cobble shoes. Yeah, what's that about? He's. That's why he, I think he he de facto retires each time anyway. So this isn't. Hmm. Until he until he doesn't make a movie ever again, which takes a while. It's a Steven Soderbergh retirement to me. It's a fa- it's a fake out. Meaning he yeah he's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another piece of news which is probably even bigger in terms of nerd expl- like the ripples that it caused in the you know the force. Are pretty big because the Han Solo movie lost. Yes, lost its director. And then gained its director. So Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the 2122 Jump Street Lego dudes, uh, who also did The Last Man on Earth, I believe. Great TV show. Which I f- fell off watching, but was good where yeah. what I saw. Um, they They got fired, like straight up fired from the Han Solo Solo movie. Do we? Do you have any uh, speculation on uh, what might what might have transpired lead to being fired from something like this? I gotta say these these Star Wars movies—they're working out for everybody in terms of money, and yeah, yeah, and the critics are you know gen generally pretty positive on them. But from a production standpoint, making these movies probably d- pretty difficult, brutal so far. All three of them have been kind of train wrecks in terms of production han solo uh, in the first one got harrison ford breaking his fucking leg and stopping right. production yeah. for yeah. what like four or five months or something yeah he's an older guy you gotta give him time to heal did a bunch of rewrites there rogue one they redid the movie in the summer before it came out <laughs> worked out okay liked it liked it same thing here so you got to wonder, do they do they plan on firing directors or do they plan on sort of shifting gears? Are these things are so committee driven right now that. Well, if it's committee driven and like generally like, I don't know, they pablum. They plan for these reshoot periods, right? And maybe bringing on a new director is always on the table. I don't know. It's something that they always maybe threaten you if you say you want to do something. But these two dudes were brought in to make Han Solo fun, <clears throat> make him feel like a loose and, you know, sort of improvised character, which is what they do. Yeah, but we, you know what we haven't said is that they've replaced them, these so-called fun fellas, with uh, Ron Howard. Ronnie Howard. Yeah, the old Apollo 13 little uh what's the what's the guy's uh opie play opie on the uh (laughs) the old andy griffith show (laughs) oh goodness Uh, chachi (laughs) joni and chachi so this thing really people hate ron howard right they just hate him because he he is very he's not exciting he's journeyman he's a journeyman director i don't which i don't think is a reason to hate someone but like 
I don't. I'm not he, excited. Does every director have to be an auteur with a significant stamp? Do they? Does every d- director need to have a signature style? I, I mean, you. I guess kind of. If you want to be a cool dude or dude, if you want to be a cool director, you kind of got to have a style. But Ron Howard, he just seems to just or make movies under budget. I bet you that's probably a big key. I mean. That would make you appealing to the big name, big studios, right? You can just get this thing done four months before it comes out or whatever it is. Um, yeah, he's just skilled. Maybe he's like organized and tidy, keeps good books. I think that he makes he does decent work. He makes some good movies, he right? D- like he does. Rush is awesome. Um, I mean, we've also got Apollo thirteen, as I said before, Cocoon. I, you got to go kind of back for some of his better ones. I guess people like Frost Nixon, though. Beautiful Mind is a thing that people like. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we both, I, I guess, don't. It's not my favorite. Um, oh, how about... Give me back my son! Oh, Ransom. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That movie's got some crazy neck punches. That one made my mom cry. Do you remember when my Gary, little brother was Gary like, Sinise's neck oh, punching, guys? Scary. Like, he's he's got this weird... He's like, like throat punch, thro- like throat punches. Yeah, uh, Ron Howard. I hope you can do it. He's a dark tower. He is producing. He's involved. I think Ron Howard is a super fan. He's he's tweeted that you know he's gonna do his best, and he, everything about him doing this is very sweet. I think. Uh, I, I I trust that. This movie's almost done already. I hope we don't have a Fantastic Four situation where you can Ooh. see where this is where the, <laughs> the movie shifted and the new director came on. You can and, see the scotch tape where they've just... And the the wigs are different. <sighs> yeah. Fantastic Four is special. We'll see what happens with, with the Han Solo movie. I mean, these things cannot seem to just... I get... don't know if Ron Howard can make a movie as bad as Fantastic Four, though. No, this will not be, but I just... I, I want to see a Star Wars movie just get... Why can't you make Accurately one of these? Well, no, just, just make one of these without a giant dumpster fire happening somewhere along the way. Or just, maybe we just f- cover these things so closely that, you know... We see every little piece of minutia. Yeah, and the sky falls every time. Um, moving on, though, you didn't watch anything. I've, I've been a little bit busy. Uh, I tried to watch some things here and there, but really I would just fall asleep. Uh, I'm reading American Gods, which is really good, mm-hmm. but um, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it until I'm done. Okay. Sweet. How about you? What are you even watching? Well, there's sure two... You saw some cool stuff. There's two things. I unfortunately did not see any cool stuff. Oh, no. How many bad things did you watch? Well, I watched two bad things, uh, and the first one was called The Bad Batch. Oh, you did watch this? I've seen The Bad Batch. Oh, I would like to watch this. I don't want to talk you out of seeing The Bad Batch, starring Jason Momoa. Uh, and A.K.A. Cal Drogo. And Jim Carrey. Or Aquaman. Yes, Jim Carrey is also in this. Jim Carrey is in The Bad Batch. Unrecognizable character. I didn't even know I was looking at him for the maybe the first 20 minutes. This mm. homeless guy with no teeth and giant beard. Um, his skin is all cracked and tanned. Nice. It, 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 this is a grimy movie. As you'd expect from the Bad Batch. Um, I think Turbo Kid, 
but without that gleeful, playful nature to it. And it's just grim and shitty and taking itself... Like the road, kind of? Way too seriously. Not like the road. I mean, there's still like like 80s beats and stuff. It's, oh, it's cool. Turbo Kid, but take away the playful nature, right? Take away like the kids biking around... On Saturday morning aspect, no, no like tongue in cheek. This is can- this. this is people cannibals cutting people's legs off and eating them. So it is like the road, but with eighties beats. Eighties beats, sweet. Um, the Bad Batch is basically <laughs> if you're branded the Bad Batch in this dystopian future where the U.S. RCS runs the show, um, you. You basically get dumped into this prison in in Texas that is called uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it has a name. It's just this unmarked area where you you get dumped and the rest of you know the people in the prison kind of fend for themselves. Hmm, that sounds fun. Gigantic desert prison, essentially. It's where the Transformers are. Ah, uh, yeah, it might be. So the the protagonist here gets dumped into this fenced in prison eats a couple sandos marches off into the desert and then immediately gets captured and her arm gets cut off well and then she gets tortured they throw on the ace of base yeah and her arm and leg gets severed and uh by a bunch of cannibalistic um bodybuilders i guess cave dwelling (laughs) are they are they troglodytes there's mike mike's showing up late Hey, hey, Mike, I'm talking about the Bad Batch. There's cannibals in it. Well, it's it's cannibals sort of bodybuilding. It's it's actually kind of fucking hilarious. <laughs> they cut off her arm and her leg, and they clearly are going to eat it. You need a ton of protein to be a bodybuilder. And then they cut to, like, they got these sick 80s beats, like, boom, 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 boom. And these, you cut from cannibal activity to these bodybuilders lifting weights, uh, I Converting. guess you know they're turning that protein into sweet. Do you think it's easier to turn human man, protein into human protein? They're turning it into man meat. Yeah, that's pro- they should have went into that more. They didn't. They didn't even explore that. Oh, missed um, opportunity. Bad but, batch. But basically, the, the the plot here involves this this main girl Suki or something. She uh, kidnaps this girl who she thinks is you know doesn't belong with these cannibals, which is probably true. Just so happens to be Jason Momoa's daughter, and uh, do whatever you got to do, Mike. Yeah, you're good. do everything you got to do, and um, he goes on a hunt to find this chick, get his daughter back. In the process, they kind of get tight. Ooh. Keanu Reeves plays this weird drug kingpin. Pablo He's awesome. I Escobar love Keanu. guy. The movie just went up like three points. It. He doesn't do anything though. Doesn't need to. John Wick is near mute. This movie is really brutal. If you don't like Burning Man kind of shit, then this is the worst thing ever. Oh, so it's like <laughs> desert punk? It's just like, what if an entire nation of criminals had their own Burning Man kind of thing going on? In, it's in a prison eating so like, each other. Instead of Waterworld, it's like Desert World. Um, there's, just, there's nothing going on here. Jim Carrey, unrecognizable. Like I said, this weird. What is this movie? It's it's Turbo Kid without no the, fun without the playful gleeful nature, man. Hmm. That doesn't sound great at all. No, it's it's this thing. I don't know why it's getting all this love. People are really into this thing. Well, the one thing that I read put it between a 
What was it? It put it between Southland Tales and Mad Max. I don't yeah, see that at which all. Is, which is weird because those are two, in my opinion, near like 10 out of 10. Yeah. So. so what's in between those? The yeah. best movie ever? Yeah. No, unfortunately not. Um, just unfortunately, I feel like great. That article hit it on the head because it, there's a great setting. There's a amazing set of art direction. Um, the tone... The style, everything is awesome. And this is a cool setup for a good movie. Nothing, there's nothing going on in the Bad Batch, dude. It's it's pretty useless, unfortunately. That's too bad. Uh, it's. I had some friends going to see it this evening. I wonder what they will think. I could see some people really digging it. Hmm. You know, it, there's, there's not much going on. It's kind of a weird, trippy thing. It's... Uh, it didn't. It didn't do anything for me, though. It didn't. It didn't do shit. Uh, and another movie that unfortunately didn't do shit for Uh-oh. me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is Terrence Malick's new movie, Song to Song? Oh. Go. What's going on with with T Mac? Yeah, T Mac. So he's done his weird experimental. Uh, no scripts. No script. Voiceover. Edit. Random bullshit together. Period. Yeah, we were not <laughs> big fans. Um, and, what? And song, song to Song stars Michael Fassbender, Natalie Portman, uh, Rooney Mara, and Ryan Gosling. They okay. play a, a bunch of musicians. Those in, are good actors. And, and they do a good job here. They're, they're a bunch of musicians in Austin, Texas, in the Austin music cool, scene. Very cool place. Yeah, yeah, really neat. The cinematography. It's Emmanuel Lubezki still kicking ass. Right, pretty, pretty tight. The, Knows what he's doing. The cinematography here is so wide; it's to the point where it's almost all in like fisheye <laughs> lens. It's it's crazy. I, I, I when the camera's moving across stuff, it looks like everything's warped in a big ribbon shape. You Did know, you when need when to be in IMAX for this, I, maybe it it looks really weird. Omnimax, where the screen is already curved. Yeah, that's I, it. I think so. It might be shot for that. Um, but it opens at the Austin City Limits Festival, which is a real festival. They shot a bunch of stuff with Keep these... Austin weird. They they shot a bunch of stuff with these characters, you know, in character. At so the festival. All the actors were playing these characters at this festival, and all these shots, you can see these set Good photos boy. from like 2011, 2012, because Terrence Malick takes five years to edit his stupid movies together. Oh. Um... Which says something because apparently his new movie, his World War II movie that he's making that has a script, is like already shot and almost done editing. So it's like, oh, wait, if you have a script, then you can actually make a movie in like a year. Huh. I wonder if anyone knew that this blueprint of a movie helps speed things up. This <laughs> is just w- holding a screenplay, just going like, oh, wow, I wonder if everybody knows about these things. <laughs> so to get it out of the way, I, I didn't hate Song to Song, and I think this is the best of his... To the Wonder, Knight of Cups, Song to Song. I think it's the best of his weird experimental trilogy because it really does suit these characters. So it's 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 again it's Terrence Malick to the to the level of self parody, like flowy shots of characters wandering around empty hallways and beautiful rich houses and desert landscapes. And just petting each other in the back, not talking, voiceover with 
you know, instead the music here is, you know, indie rock instead of Strauss and, you know, classical shit. But it's the same stuff. It's people petting each other and having dumb voiceover. But it works because these are just aloof musicians who can are... We get, no, like, can we get another Thin Red Line already? Well, we want one, but th- I think the style... He finally found something that this style works with because these are just aloof musicians who are navel-gazing, completely wrapped up in their love lives. And, and you know, the most important thing is this stupid relationship I'm having with all these different musicians in and around Austin... You know, like who could who could care about Christian Bale as this movie producer in Beverly Hills, right? In Night of Cups, like it was just who could care? Nobody. And it, similar thing here, but at least this matches sort of with a lyrical musician and sort of poetry and what it means to write music and have this sort of lyrical narrative running through your head um but i think this is just ultimately amounts to just really nice looking home video footage and there's scenes of fastbender (laughs) fastbender and gosling just drinking in mexico that i know are just shots of them just drinking Drinking. in mexico like there's nothing out like they're doing rolls the camera they're just doing (laughs) hands yeah they're in front of a bar in mexico doing handstands and dancing with the locals and like they're drinking real tequila I mean, it's I do it's I guess it's art, kind of not really. It's just mo- it? it's yeah. these are just montage test videos. Like Terrence Malick is kind of dug out his own oat studios. He's just making montages. <laughs> I don't know, man. But there is actual conflict in this movie. Finally, hmm. Natalie Portman goes through an arc, and um, there are characters who actually. I don't want to spoil it. There are characters who die in the movie. Whoa. Crazy. What? what? Like there's things kind of. Things happen. A few little things happen. If you like, if you're a big sort of rock junkie and you love live music and stuff, there's a lot of amazing footage of them, of all these characters at real festivals sort of. Does Rob love this movie? He might. I mean, there's Red Hot Chili Peppers are in it and there's Iggy Pop and Patti Smith and. There's there's some cool musicians and stuff. It's there's some interesting shit. But I'm As glad I'm glad Terrence Malick is done. I mean, it feels just like a Terrence Malick jam session. Like this is yeah, just literally him just jamming. Just well, I get my camera out and get my my soundtracks out and get my actors out and get my voiceover going and we just have ourselves a little jam session and release it as a movie and see what happens. Hopefully people think it's not dog shit again for the third time kind of is yeah. GoPro, GoPro footage again here yeah he's losing it right yeah let's just get on to the, the scripted stuff please um, Mike did you do anything you you, you, you walked, you walked in late. here and you Sorry interrupted everything no, because don't worry about it. you had a heat stroke and it's hot as a motherfucker in here he's a trooper ladies and gentlemen he's here for you well, I wanted to talk let's see how that goes what do you got did you watch anything neat well, I watched a documentary called Is Genesis History? What? Oh, is it one word? The guy saying no? Uh, <laughs> no, actually. It ends with saying yes. Um, <laughs> oh. It was on Netflix, and I, I'm so curious about shit like this, because I knew, like, it should be titled Genesis is History instead of Is Genesis History, 
because it's this scientist dude who is also religious and he goes and interviews a bunch of other scientists like phds in archaeology geology uh history astronomy um and then he ends off the documentary uh with a dude whose phd is in like christianity (laughs) theology But, but um so these people are all so biased and it made me laugh and yell at the TV so much. <laughs> like I was so engaged with this film because it's a crock of shit. So you could do some sort of drinking game maybe with it or maybe. So basically the idea is he goes around and they talk about the global flood being the basis of gen- like proving Genesis is real and so, how there's the, de- cool. there's the deposits all over the world where, you know, <laughs> like fossils are found at this level and the only way to fossilize would be a cataclysmic event. And a lot of people feel like if, if there was this epic flood that washed out and yeah, everything yeah. settled. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're like, yes, this proves. I'm like, I don't understand how this proves anything. It's like, this proves that the flood was in fact real. So my problem with this shit is, is because well, when we're can we can we talk about those same fossils in evolution? Oh or, yeah, so they th- is that allowed? Oh my god, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> not in this movie, but yes, we can. Um, I just want to throw a bunch of stuff out there that I found hilarious and saddening at the same time in this film. <laughs> One, it was very ethnocentric; like it was just focused on Christianity. It didn't delve into any other sort of religion. It completely left out the Indian and the Chinese Empire. Like yeah. the Chinese calendar is at what? in the 4,000s right now. Yeah, it's older. Uh, it's older than ours. So, I mean, they, they don't factor in the rest of the world, and they're just like, yeah, Genesis is totally true. It's history. We have to use Genesis as our frame in examining the universe. Uh, excuse Ooh, me? Dangerous. Excuse me? Dangerous. And, um, so the, Old Testament views. So the astronomer, <laughs> they're like, well, you know, the so-called scientific discoveries, they're always changing stuff. And, you know, it's never constant. And I yelled at the TV. It's like, because they figure shit out. Like, they realize they were wrong and rewrite the book and, and keep moving forward. Constantly adjust for new discoveries. Yes. Whereas yeah. this book does not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, the astronomer, for example, <sighs> uh, they look through a telescope and see the Andromeda galaxy way off in, the, like, a small little smudge. And, like... So how do you account for the fact that that's like 100 million light years away, but the world's only supposedly like a few thousand years old? He's like, well, let me tell you. In Genesis, the world was made in six days. I say those were literal days. Other people will say they're epochs. Like, oh. And he's like, on those days, things would have been hyper sped up. So the galaxy and the universe were created, and then they were hyper sped up in that day. So the light did in fact travel a hundred million light years in a day. Like, wait, what you're so he's, you have a PhD arguing semantics in. Oh oh my God. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, a paleontologist, uh, one of his bits of proof, uh, were that they found some triceratops bones or something like that. And inside there was still collagen that was malleable and they could pull it apart. Like, well, if this was really 65 million years old, it would have been broken down by now. Like, uh, you mean in the closed environment that caused the bones to be preserved anyway? You like, I like what he's using. He's now he's trying to use science to prove religion, you know, like, Oh no, wait, there's a lot of like anti-scientific people who kind of use science to, 
to well, it's sort of when science doesn't benefit they you know they ignore the things yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was unbelievably frustrating because these are all actual people that have doctorates in these fields that work in like universities and stuff and Yeah. And, and teach their views and it blew me away and I know you like it's a slippery slope and you can't say well to be a scientist you can't be religious but I kind of wish it was that way like I don't know it's it's colors there in like you it's, no one is fucked, a, no right? one's a hundred percent unbiased right like it's almost impossible you, to be completely objective oh, it's really crazy remember the part in contact where Matthew McConaughey asks her do you believe in God and then yeah she says no, and then they don't let her go on the space mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> There's, do we need to send somebody who's religious in, to to go meet our makers or whatever? So I can't believe this was made. And what a everything that they said, like the, there was gross exaggerations, and they were just throwing the scientific method out the window. They said, "Well, carbon dating dating's super unreliable, so we just assume you yeah. know that they're wrong." Why do they always say carbon dating is unreliable? It's not. No. Fucking unreliable. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like it's really super detailed and like accurate. They 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 claim that it's unreliable, I think, because something to do with like you can get outlier results when you do the testing. Yeah. But when you do carbon testing, like you take multiple samples and you get results that you average out and you eliminate mm-hmm. the outlying results. And you so that's not actually method. a factor. And yeah. when you say something's carbon dated, you say we've we estimate that it is this amount. You don't yeah. say it is Exactly, it's sixty-five million and one oh. years old. Exactly in three months. Uh, uh, so, and yeah, I hate documentaries that are like this. Um, not ne- not just because of the religion, uh, but because it's, that's why I hate them. Yes, but 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 it's because it's so one-sided. Like if when you title it is Genesis history, at least have a conversation with both sides. Like allow yourself to be challenged and then fight back with your view and defend it, as opposed to talking to all these experts who do nothing but reinforce what you want it to do. I know a lot of documentaries do this, and I think all of them that do this are stupid. Well, Netflix has a lot of shovelware, a lot of yeah. Well, it's not just VOD, Netflix. Netflix. A lot trash. of a lot of documentaries in general are very one-sided. Like a lot of documentaries that people love, Michael Moore, for example, his Falling for Columbine is yeah. absolutely one-sided. His his uh, sicko documentary is one-sided. His, his sicko documentary paints Canada as this like super rosy place where you just walk into a hospital and get whatever you need, and there's no wait times anywhere, and it's just fucking perfect. Like, yeah, the people on both sides are are fucking around with well, their documentaries I, I just, to try and make it seem like they want it to, and then these movies get peddled to that same audience. It's it's like this cycle of uh, reinforcement that happens on Facebook and. Like when people the are echo chamber at, that is the universe. Yeah, yeah. You I just mean, the, hear yeah, what you want to yeah. hear. Yeah, and uh, there's there's just a lot of like I said, oh. shovelware documentaries on Netflix that are kind of BS, right? Yeah. Um, I follow, do, do you have anything else? Though? I followed that up with a documentary called "What the Health." <laughs> so you went on a little kick here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about a dude who is following the food industry, Heart and Stroke Foundation, and things like that. Uh, and how they refuse to post or acknowledge the effect that, say, meats and stuff like that actually have on humans who causing heart disease and stuff. Yeah, so like he started off. It starts. It's really interesting. Uh, it makes me not want to eat anything ever. By the way, Fuck. yeah, red meat is so bad for Fuck you. Fuck these guess. documentaries. But so is white meat. 
Really? It has chicken. You know, chicken uh, has just as much uh, cholesterol as red meat does. Oh, like not in terms of the fats and stuff, but oh. like the yeah. I heard that your bo- like breathing air is, is air, actually yeah. going to kill you. Well, I was going to say getting out in the sun yeah. is, is terrible for your health. Uh, but basically, this it starts off with uh, an interview a dude at the National Diabetes Association in the U.S. Uh, talking about you know how it's an epidemic, how one in three people in the U.S. are diagnosed with diabetes or they will be very shortly and it's this huge thing and there's going to be all this spending uh and then <laughs> the intro is great it's like well let's talk about the effects of like your diet and diabetes and the rep's like nope i'm not going to talk about that what yeah like straight up no i'm not going to talk about this like wait hold on so that it examines why all of these corporations and all of these um foundations don't want to talk about diet how the number one thing that can fix well not fix but at least alleviate this huge burden on the healthcare system is it like is diet big meat and big sugar basically well here, here's something that i found very interesting in this documentary sugar does not have anything to do with diabetes did you know that i, I don't always, really know i always thought diabetes. i always thought it did because it was blood sugar and stuff but no it's fat that coats the cells and it can't absorb the insulin properly anymore so it's actually eating red meats and shit like that that will lead to diabetes. Sugar itself is not great for you, but it doesn't do that. Uh, so it's this like these twisted wives' tales, basically, that everyone believes, and no one's posting. So on these sites, the most interesting thing about this documentary was no one would talk to him. Like He would get an interview somewhere, and then he would tell them what it was about, and they would cancel it because he just wanted to talk about diet and the effects in regard to... Yeah, and when they Heart found out what he wanted to talk about, they... Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, my God. So, uh, it's crazy. He, he calls the the centers, the foundations, and, like, they're on speakerphone, and he just goes on, a like, a, a paragraph rant and then asks what their response is. And I, the, poor, the poor reps on the other side are like, uh, what? I don't know how to answer that. And it's, I see that you have healthy eating stuff listed on your site. So, like, on the Heart and Stroke Foundation, they have how to cook steak and beef and things like that. Even though, like, if you eat red meat, you're, like, 65 or 70% more likely to have a heart attack. And they're like, why are you promoting this food on your site? Um, it's unbelievable. Like, it's a really interesting watch. It made me not want to eat anything. And then I had some hamburgers tonight. Yeah. Is it, but, so, I got to like, ask. Is how, how is it practical, right? You, it's, it's, it, you get so overloaded. And so yeah. by the end, I had to just rationalize and tell myself, you know what? What can I eat? Well, the, I think <laughs> the, the whole nothing. thing is it's like portions. Like, as long as you don't eat too much of any one thing, then, it's, then you will never be unhealthy. Well, apparently one egg a day was enough to increase your chance of like, can't, did I say cancer? Mm-hmm. Increase your, your chance your of... Your chance of cancer? What was it like? Co- not colorectal cancer. Maybe it was by like 50%. Yeah, people think eggs are really good for you. They're they are the perfect protein. Of, well, they're kind and, of uh, really bad for you too, though. And actually... In terms of cholesterol and... Oh, but it's not bad cholesterol, though, as far as I knew. like. Well, I mean, egg whites are great because it's just protein. But as soon as... Like that yolk. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the documentary, one of the doctors that's talking about it says, like, this yolk is designed to fuel a baby chicken for five months. Like that's how... <laughs> packed this is um you eat like four of them in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like holy shit well you were a lot bigger than a baby chicken but it's super interesting it's called what the hell nice uh i had to just say you know what don't go down this rabbit hole too often man you'll, no. you'll like you'll 
you won't you become eat anything. Hypochondriac. Yeah, these documentaries are fear tactic. So basically, I'm probably city. I'm probably not going to change my diet too much based on this because I don't think that's feasible at my place in my life yeah uh but just the information that they have like the whole i didn't realize that sugar wasn't at all linked to diabetes i totally thought yeah, it was about that like there's a lot of interesting information like that in it so hmm. check it out i mean but don't say oh god oh god all we can eat is bark yeah and stay away from too many of these just because oh, there's a lot of them do the yeah. same thing right? also, also nitrates right like nitrates from vegetables are really good for you but nitrates from meat are what also your, i was actually uh, just going to mention uh Deli meats and processed meats. Oh, really bad for you, right? 60, 60% more likely to develop cancer because they're that Jesus carcinogenic. Christ. Yeah. Like, th- that eight- like, don't eat salami sandwiches. It's yeah. not just like 800 independent studies. 800 found that, and it's not listed anywhere on the cancer society. Do you guys page. remember this being like a re- going around the internet? Was it this year or last year? And there was a big. Uh, like the World Health Organization put out a thing saying that don't eat food. No, it was about red meat. It was saying that like you should be eating less than five hundred grams of red meat a week. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're increasing your chance of cancer. And people so, were like, well, I, I, w- I was like, I eat more than that on taco night. Like, never mind a week. I think yeah. what we should be eating instead is just Energon cubes. I would love to do that, man. Well, that's probably the m- most fat-free, sodium-free, trans fat free cholesterol free well what about soylent well you know once you soylent no fuck that it looks gross Cr- crickets man crickets are the wave of the future just yeah bugs for sure are yeah. everyone sustainable. wants to push bugs now yeah like it makes i don't understand why people think it's weird and gross um should we i totally think they're just not used to it. it's weird and gross should we head out to find our our maker to cybertron here and see i don't, what, I don't know i'm a drunk magician let's go who created the autobots oh fuck who cares let's roll out <laughs> smoking in that pipe, man. What's going on here? Will you drag me to some Transformer retirement home? Mm-hmm. Look, somebody better start talking or I'm out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, Bumblebee, we only met when I was a little boy in short pants. I must have been that tall. Maybe taller or maybe shorter. I can't remember. But... Look oh, with you. Face. Hey. You know this guy? Oh, oh, yeah. Let's have a look at this thing. He's very interesting. Yes. You keep a secret for so long... Knowing it to be true, and yet deep down inside, you begin to wonder, has my life been wasted? Have you ever felt like that, Mr. Kane? It's just Kate. Look, old timer, I don't have a ton of patience for riddles right now. Yes, but you want to know, don't you, dude? So that was a clip from Transformers The Last Night. Humans and Transformers are at war. Optimus Prime is gone 
The key to saving our future lies buried in the secrets of the past, in the hidden history of Transformers on Earth. What? <laughs> Transformers The Last Night <laughs> is directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. And it stars Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Josh Duhamel, Laura Haddock, Elizabeth, Elizabella, Isabella Monaire, uh, and uh, Stanley Tucci as Merlin. Why? Yes. That's the word I was going to use. But the letter. He's here. And I actually would have preferred him coming back as his previous character in Age of Extinction because he's just this ham you got me all excited for that i well that's what it said in the credits people thought because they saw him on set and they saw that stanley tucci was back they figured he wouldn't no one thought he'd be playing merlin for fuck's sakes which is what we got that was an embarrassing i'm so soused (laughs) yeah that that was that was kind of monty python kind of shit yeah but not even like delivered well oh man i hated that oh (laughs) I, okay, guys. Okay, let's try to hold back the floodwaters here. Okay. Let's see if we can figure this out. Biting my tongue. Um, what did you guys think of Transformers The Last Jedi Knight? Oh, man. Oh, man. Where to begin? I I didn't really like this movie very much, I gotta say. What? Like, not really. Um, not at all? I'll, but t- to be fair, I'll start off telling you what i did like about this movie please guys we okay. need it i i mean the special effects are they're pretty great actually. untouchable yeah unbelievable mm-hmm. unimaginable did you see this in uh avx no i saw it in 3d though okay. um and this is absolutely spectacular yeah. in the visuals department uh-huh. michael bay is there is no one like him in the vfx Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, he doesn't make the VFX. Well, he, I mean, he demands it, I <laughs> That's guess. That's true. I guess. It's in, you see it in his movies, if, if that makes any difference. Yeah, they're pushing this stuff to the to the edges of what is possible. Well, for $217 million, I should hope so. Right? Yeah, you can see the money in the in the CG, definitely. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, some of the character, well, no, sorry, I take that back. <laughs> Bumblebee, I thought, had some cool moments. He also had some really shit moments, but he had some really good moments that made me like him as a character. There was one line that I liked, one single line in this entire movie that I liked, and the one line was something like, "Do you?" I don't even remember it. That's how good it is. <laughs> and he's, I think it is, "Did you forget who I am?" And and then he does something really cool. Um, and also, I thought there were some cool robots from both sides that I hadn't well, seen. Okay, he's like being, when he's choosing who to get released, that had some cool. That was really neat. Mm-hmm. That was sort of this funky, yeah. strange like di- the, directing style, like Ocean's Eleven kind of shit. Like yeah, snatch, like a who's who. Of why are the we? Why are we Decepticons? Getting this, <laughs> yeah, these weird like <laughs> sort of character title cards dropping. It's very cartoonish. It was really cool. But I I liked seeing that. I feel like after five movies, they're kind of willing to take some risks and make the movie just a bit weird and shit. Yeah, sell some toys. Why the fuck not, right? Well, Um, you know, Suicide Squad made some money, so let's do it with Decepticons. This is when the fifth movie, guys, this is when Fast and Furious started to get lit. (laughs) Well, I don't know, because (laughs) this movie had some problems. Some big problems. Yes, it did characters 
Um, starting with Merlin, like you just were talking about Tucci. Why? As soon as characters open their mouths, as soon as he oh says, "Like oh, I'm getting God. sozzled," it's it's it, you absolutely in, absurd. It's you know, laughable. You know what movie you're in? As soon as the first character opens their mouth, it's you're you're kind of. You're the, kind of you're kind of dreading it. Laura Haddock yep. is terrible. Like, why is she in this movie? I'm, well, I know why she's in this movie. There's two reasons why she's in it. Um, but wait, you, the, did, you didn't like her acting? Not that her acting was bad, but just like the character, it's there's no reason for her to yeah, be there. No, it's just like, a British Megan Fox, right? Like the the last night, Basically, yeah. Oh, it's so but dumb. I thought, writing. She, I thought her acting was actually not that bad, though. Uh, she looks like she's having fun. Yeah. in the role, I I feel gross that you can tell. You can you get a sense of what Michael Bay's sexual preference in women is. Just yeah, by we the, all know what he wants. Well, no, you know you know exactly the kind of girl that Michael Bay yeah. likes. Yeah. Like this girl has his like it's his type. Yeah, it's gross, and he thinks we all like it. Ugh. A lot of people do, but uh, the 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 character of the like the surrogate Wahlberg daughter, the like little uh, what is the point? Latina what is the fourteen year old in the junkyard? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't get. She doesn't need to be in this movie. No. Um, the Wit Wiccans. That whole thing to me was laughable. Um, and then finally, the biggest problem was uh, the plot. Um, <coughs> what? Whoa! Whoa! Was it that there wasn't one? Well, th- there are many, many problems with the plot of this movie, but the biggest one to me has comes down to uh, actually the physics of the planetary uh, collision between Earth and um, Cybertron. Cybertron, like you're watching alleged, like supposedly you're watching just like tens of millions of people dying. And it's just like whatever. Yeah. whatever. Well, I, 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 I honestly, I kind of like that aspect of this movie. The the fact that it was it's closer to Armageddon than any of the Transformers movies. It, it's but like Armageddon happened. Like like after this movie ends, this the tragedy that has occurred on Earth is is like. Ha- a massive portion yeah, of the dude. Earth's population have died. And, yeah, we got and, stingers, man. But it's we got all stingers. about just like there's stingers, dude. Wahlberg. And, yeah, th- th- dude. There's stingers that tell you more about what's going to happen. Oh, the stinger is indecipherable. What she says doesn't. <laughs> Don't. We're not spoiling everything here. <sighs> um, I can't wait until we to get to. I don't know. I, like you, you got offended when your buddy <clears throat> said that you spoil movies. You do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Sorry if I just did. No, th- this is Transformers: The Last Jedi Knight. It was spoiled when it hit the when screen. It, when they made it, Mike Lind, uh, <sighs> we we appreciate you joining us tonight. <laughs> yes, yes. You're under the weather, right. and this movie doesn't make this any better. Back well, me up. Okay, so I agree with a lot of your points. A, the special effects are second to none. This is a badass looking movie. Uh, I thought. I actually kind of liked Stanley Tucci as the ridiculous drunk Merlin, um, just because it was stupid, and I obviously knew this was going to be a shitty movie, so I'm like, all right, it's running with it. They gave up within the first five minutes, and but they're going with it. Uh, it meant we got a robot dragon. Yeah, we got a fucking robot dragon. Fighting a robot dragon in Arthurian times, pretty goddamn good. I, I want to see like a supercut between... Uh, Legend of the Sword, Charlie Hunnam 
mixed with this. I mean, you got some good King Arthur fantasy battles this year Not so far. We have different uh, definitions <laughs> of good. Not only Sorry. was it a robot dragon, <laughs> it was 12 Transformers <laughs> combining together to be a giant three-headed dragon. Like, that is awesome. Yeah, and the idea that the dragons in the legends of King Arthur are Transformers. And, and, and you know what? And the, the knights of the round table... It's ridiculous. Our Transformers. It's ridiculous. And I I thought I w- it was okay. I kind of dug that. And then, and then, and then. Oh, no. We and go then. to little Latina girl who exists for no reason. She has no story arc. She's just there to take up time. Why is this movie two and a half hours long? Oh, my God. It's, um, it's one of the worst parts about she it. She exists for no reason. Other than what? To be a sounding board for Mark Wahlberg to talk about his daughter? He does that with the other Transformers in the junkyard. She doesn't need to be there. I don't know why all the other Transformers are there, because they don't really do anything. Yeah, it's, it's painfully obvious that she needs to be cut, unfortunately. She's there for the kids, so they have someone to relate that, to. That's why I felt like the beginning of this movie, when when all the Transformers are getting introduced, and all the Autobots are goofing around, and you got this... You know, little girl and her buddies all kind of... If I felt like I was watching a Saturday morning cartoon, right? That was... Yeah. I, I also did feel that a little bit, but not in the good way, like... In the in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows way. Yeah. That's a pretty fair comparison. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, Produced by Michael Bay. Yeah. So my biggest complaint with uh, Laura Haddock's character, she... I don't want to get into spoilers, but she's pretty important. For no reason at all, she's super important. Well, the reason... like Because they need to give the female character something to do, right? But why even have her just make the Wit Wiccans the same thing as why she's there? I don't want to spoil it. We got to talk about that after spoilers, That's ridiculous. (laughs) But what it boils down to, like, why she is so important is to play keep away. Yeah. She doesn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, so she's the only person that can touch this thing. That's not. But anyway, and that's not true because fucking Megatron and Merlin's are walking around with it. Merlin's scepter. You can name the thing, man. It's okay. okay. So Merlin's Merlin's scepter is pretty key. It's a focal point because it somehow it's the only one they made to turn on Cybertron. That seems like a terrible decision. Like, oh, we don't need a spare key, or maybe I don't know. Maybe Unicron took the spare key. Oh, yeah, what's Siri's name again? <laughs> What? Not Unicron is not uh, Cybertron. What's what's oh, the name of the chick on Cybertron? Oh, I can't even remember. I forget. The, oh, Quint Quintessa. Quintessa, the maker, the maker of Optimus Brutal. Prime and the Autobots. Brutal. The I ultimate deceiver. I don't know why she like they didn't explain who she was at all. The other than that, she made them and she makes Optimus Nemesis Prime, which is stupid. Uh, the plot it, it doesn't make any sense. And the action scenes, while the effects look cool, they're also kind of boring. Mainly because, why does Michael Bay have such a hard-on for the American military? Why are, like, an hour of this movie is watching soldiers do things? I think because they probably give them a bunch of cash, like, like, there's a bunch of cash getting exchanged here. But it looks, like, wicked watching those jets fly through those things and... Like, when you see the army doing stuff, it looks wicked. I want to go join the U.S. Army, and I'm, like, the most anti-military what? guy. 
You, you know what? I, I guess. And I, you know what they do? They get shot down. Like there's <laughs> like they they yeah they're all dying. So many people oh die in this movie. God. So, and that takes me back to what the fuck is the government do? Like what is their aim here? Let's let's unleash Megatron and the Suicide Squad till we figure out what's going on. And you know what? We kind of figured out what's going on. Let's still back them and side with the bad guys. And then they just don't care. Like Megatron shows up and takes the the staff. And no one does anything about it. Like, okay, now we got to go after them now that we've let them get onto this chamber thing. Like, it's nothing makes any sense in this movie. No, nothing does. Nothing does. You guys, you guys seem really stressed about all this. Knock it off, and it'll tumble. You guys seem really stressed about this. Oh, oh, yeah. Also, I haven't had to. Like, this movie reminded me why I haven't watched a Transformers movie in almost ten years. Um. I don't understand Michael Bay's insistence on making fun of science people. Like, the, yeah, si- the scientist... That stuff is absolutely ridiculous. The scientist yeah. in this where he's just like, well, how about this? We try physics. Really? That guy? That si- Joe Is that... No, that's not Job. That's uh, uh, Buster. Guy from Oscar. Arrested Oscar. Development? Buster. Oscar. Is it Buster? It's Buster, I'm pretty sure. You're he, right. Oscar's did, the cousin. He does I mean, some sort twin. of... twin. Mic drop, physics mic drop or something, right? Yeah, and then it doesn't fucking work. But uh, so here's a, a hardcore scientist. He doesn't think these giant robot beings can do th- crazy shit. Like there's a whole machine yeah. planet. The scientist is the one that doesn't make the connection between the magic being the science. Yeah. Like it's... it's Anyway, I'm done ranting. I did... There was, I wanted to like at least parts of this movie, but I was bored as shit. Scott, why should we like this movie? I'm, I'm not going to try to tell you that you should like this movie. Why did you like this movie? Um, you you said this is the, like the f- this reminds you of why you haven't seen a Transformers movie in ten years or whatever. I I think I thought that the first Transformers movie was ass. I thought that the very first one was was garbage. That's the one that some people say. Is Everybody like- thinks the first one's good. And they'll defend that one, saying that's the best one. And it's just, I mean, you know, that's a half decent movie. I, I disagree. I think that this finally is, this is the best Transformers movie, in my opinion. Like this, this, this has the least amount of cringe-worthy moments. I thought. Maybe <sighs> did you? Did you guys? I laughed out loud like. Three different times. Wait, like, did you cringe though? Because I cringed in most of the other ones, like, like throughout almost the entire thing. And and this one, I felt like the cringe levels were minimal. You know, you still had the one. I cringed at Merlin. There, there, there's a there's racist Transformers again. Oh my god, are there ever? What the fuck, Michael Bay? And and I don't know why there's a Transformer who has a French accent and then comments on why he, he doesn't like the accent. And why why do why do these robots have accents? You know, you don't don't call attention to that because y'all make your movies look dumb. Why do these robots speak English? Um, but, I don't know. I I just I thought that Plot this holes. uh this this movie's ridiculous and it's a Transformers movie and it's exactly what you think it is. Um, I I I found it to be the least painful one that I have seen so far to endure. The length was not didn't drag for you. At I all? I knew that it was two and a half hours. I I'm used to these things being these epic slogs, and I'll tell you, Michael Bay films are generally about two hours and 20 minutes or so 
and something. Like, if you look at Armageddon, it's super true. long. It's true. Uh, the Rock is like two hours and 16 minutes or something. That movie I think it's so good. Bad though. Boys 2 is like two and a half hours long, I think. Like, so Michael Bay film Pearl Harbor is over three hours. Yeah, that perhaps. movie is not really entertaining. No, but if you know Michael Bay, you know that he works in like longer format action films. Um, He's getting all the money in well, there. It's because you don't have much. He has to like include some dialogue, and you have to wait for all the explosions to quiet down. Well, the, the, in this one, the explosions start as we're seeing the logo. The catapult <laughs> <laughs> firebombs are coming over the Paramount logo. Um, like I said, I thought that the opening was pretty cool with the idea of having these stone Transformer dudes as the original Knights of the Round Table or something. Um, I gotta say that barbarian horde, like all that armor was, yeah, cool as shit. <laughs> like it's just when when it, a character opens their mouth, everything goes to shit. Yeah, everything looks good. The action's pretty sweet. But yeah, don't. Uh, um, but don't I listen I, to the words. Then we then we snap to this garbage storyline with Isabella, who's completely useless. I do kind of like the fact that we're in this post apocalyptic universe now. I suppose. Like, these films exist kind of in an alternate future now where, I guess... There have been multiple giant <clears throat> battles on It's Earth. inconsistent. Sometimes it's like Mad Max. Sometimes it's everything's fine. Um, but Cade Yeager, the junkyard inventor, you guys love him, right? He's back from Yay. part four. Um, love him... I don't... Th- that's strong. No? That's strong. Okay. I like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I don't think he gives a fuck about anything other than a paycheck here. Yeah, like it's there's no character in this movie. It's just Mark Wahlberg reading cue cards. No, because they're one line. Di- like his word, his dialogue is one sentence. Yeah, how much? At a time. How much does he actually say in this movie? Like two paragraphs worth. Yeah, of it's, lines? It, it is pretty. He's an, he's an inventor. Yeah, which which makes no sense because that's not a word. That's not a thing. What have you invented? Well, stuff, stuff you know. Vivian does call him out on the idea of. You know how how absurd it is to call yourself an inventor and how stuff that you know that's not a real thing. Patents are pending, um, is what he says. We're we're chilling at the junkyard and we get these weird mechs coming around because the 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 TRF is fucking up everybody. We got this weird Transformers force that that Red doesn't think is cool at all. <laughs> uh, are they are they a why? global organization? I, yeah, they're because all Transformers are bad. Yeah, instead of just the like. Oh, man. Well, this Optimus is... Prime has left Earth to go the... find his maker. Yeah, this He's going has to happened find a few God. times, I think, right? That, like, uh, if humans outlawed. decide it's just easier to, to target all ro- giant robots instead of trying to figure and out And then the Autobots save the day. Like, yeah. this is the third time that's happened. Yeah. Well, but there's a pet dinosaur one. And there's a. This time it's intense because Optimus has said, I'm out. There's a Peace. dragon one. Um, and Bumblebee can self repair now. Yeah, for no reason he's fighting this weird cop car dude who has brass knuckles that say i think <laughs> punish and enslave i believe yeah, yeah. instead your... of protect and serve you get punish and enslave. blockade um ridiculous just ridiculous yeah why do the um why did we keep trying to give transformers beards like the john goodman one hound his beard doesn't look good and then another one well, shows he's smoking up. a cigar and stuff yeah these these the are... trader joe guy Shows up with a beard too. It's like, guys, just what? 
can they just be robots? No, they need to have like trench coats and stuff. Like they don't need to l- try and look all like anthropomorphic. It, it, it is cartoonish as fuck. And I think that's kind of what they're getting at. Like it's it's just underlining the fact that these are cartoons. Right? Yeah, this but, is like Speed Racer or but something. But it's just like say anime characters. If you see that in real life, in realistic proportions, it's horrifying. So you have these hyper-realistic robots that are cartoony, but they look off. I'd rather have, like, more Gundam-style Transformers, you know? Like, make them look really mechy. Yeah. Yeah. The designs are really bad. Why do they... Although I really liked Megatron's faceplate. What I do like about this movie is the, the apocalyptic Armageddon, end of the world shit. I think if you just read... Transformers The Last Jedi Knight as just a straight um, disaster movie, I think it kind of does a decent job. I disagree. I think the physics of don't talk those to, things no. hitting like the stuff no, the stuff crashing no. into earth would be like nuclear bombs I know off. but there it's 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 pieces of cybertron okay it's a magic so made out of something that's lighter than like styrofoam well, it's, 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 it's made out of has no inertial mass it's made out of this the magic transformer metal whatever transformers are made out of which, which apparently is magic it, metal. It, a lot of it just falls apart when it hits earth too like a lot of that shit just smashes i just so when these horns start growing out of the earth and stuff i thought that all of this stuff was a great setup i i, I liked the the imagery of that and just how ominous that was and the idea of these these things that are ancient structures buried on earth that you know start rising out of the ground and sort but of it like didn't make sense though because like originally the they were talking? in they were in a different location. Well, but Pangea, yeah, plate it's so tectonics. dope, dude. It's so dope. But then, so dope. What? So who cares where they were originally? Pla- like because why is that? Because then, it's around the, the center. Like yeah. doesn't because it's like a Dan Brown novel, and every Transformers movie has to have alternate history kind of what if. Everything you've known this whole time is because is, of Transformers. Well, so here's yeah. my here's my bo- problem. Here's my problem. Ancient aliens with the horns. What are they connected to? Like, would that? Yeah. What did they grow out of? Where are the bulbs, if you will? Like, what? They're, they're, I, what I I'm get, what I gather from the movie is these. There's something maybe in spoilers. Well, we can get there. Yeah. Th- there's those those horn things are ancient structures buried on Earth, which I think is cool idea imagine if there's like ufos that were like under the ground they're the whole just time. waiting to be triggered it's like well sweet ufo sighting where is it actually it's coming out of the ground what the fuck it's been here all along i'm but i'm guessing that these strange horns that pop out of the ground are what is t- attracting the planet cybertron to earth i i i don't i don't think that no that doesn't make th- sense in the in the story it no it doesn't that doesn't mesh with what's... Why not? Why make Cybertron is supposed to be coming to Earth. Because the Earth, <laughs> uni- Earth would not want Cybertron to come to it based on... like, And Cybertron wants to go so that it can suck it dry. Right? Yeah. So why would Earth be like, yeah! We can get into spoilers, if you like. Yeah, we should, we might, definitely. Maybe. We're trying to dance around this too much. I I th- I think that the horns are aren't they attracting 
Cybertron, like that is the mechanism that I is... I think they're defending against Cybertron. Okay. Okay. Because we're in spoilers now? Yeah. yeah. So, because Earth is fucking Unicron, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's defending itself against Cybertron. It, it's... Uh... Also, and here's my problem with the horns. If Earth is a Transformer... Don't those have to be in a stable place? Like, there's no way the continents would have shifted and moved, like, your spine all over the place. Yeah, like, plate tectonics aren't a thing if Earth is a transformer. (laughs) Yep. Boom. (laughs) So. Okay, well, what is Unicron? It's a transformer, just like Cybertron? Same thing? It's a a world-sized transformer. Yeah, I guess. But like ours, <sighs> Unicron has biological uh, elements to it. But the Transformers have green goo in them, apparently too. Now, guys, you are the amount of times you've said this doesn't make sense. It's alarming to me. You know, is I it don't... starting to make you think that? Well, no, it's just not fair because we're reviewing a fucking Transformers movie. Uh, not. It's not like I'm saying it doesn't make sense how that truck turned into that robot. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Right when the when the dust cloud clears and the Mack truck comes rolling out, that was one of the moments that actually was good. But it didn't make sense <laughs> because why would you try and outrun it as a truck when you're so much faster as a robot? See, I'm a little more lenient with. Uh, I think that doesn't make sense. Shit, like I Cybertron scraping the surface of the Earth, away. right? Cities, I just thought continents. I thought that was kind of cool. That was mind boggling. Glossed over. But again, suspe- his daughter is so dead. Oh yeah, for sure. Suspension of disbelief, though. Like, so let's just say that happens and it scrapes the earth. Cool. What I bugs me about stuff that doesn't make sense is why is everybody doing this? Like, there's no motivation for anybody to be doing anything in this movie that they explain. Really, just the one crazy robot on on Cybertron. Yeah, and if she turns a red stripe on your face, yeah, then then so we have three people that their motivation. So apparently, uh, Nemesis sense. Prime and Megatron are after the same thing. Um, well, I guess the idea here is that Cybertron is fucked. It's broken. It's dead. We just need to recharge those batteries, man. It's dark. So is that is that what I get? It's we just dark? need to recharge those batteries, and Earth is the next thing. We're just gonna suck it dry. So is that why? Like, is it not? Cybertron's a fucked up planet because I guess when it runs out of batteries, it explodes. Is that what's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't. Oh, fuck. How, this is breaking you guys. How incompetent! Like, how many things do the Decepticons just forget are on Earth? It's like, oh, the Allspark shit that's gone. Oh, the fucking Revenge of the Fallen was that? Like, the early Pharaohs had a weapon. Oh shit, that's gone. Uh, what was the Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah, here it, comes Cybertron. Tried to show up in another movie already. It it is annoying that they keep they keep going back into the deep history of Earth and then saying everything you knew was a lie. Everything you knew was a lie again. Yeah, and they just keep taking historical periods Guess to say what more lies. Everything everything you knew about uh, vaudeville entertainment in the nineteen twenties <laughs> is wrong. Transformers. Optimus Prime actually ran the show. So. Okay. Optimus. Yes. So, Megatron, we, as we know in the histori- history of uh, Transformers, is he was frozen on Earth, right? Like, he was looking for the yeah. Allspark, and he fell 
uh, crashed in the Arctic and, and got frozen. Mr. You know, Grandpa Witwicky. And we're tying all this together. And so the knights show up what? Sometime around... Uh, four, our, year 400? Yeah, okay. So they're way after when dude fell to Earth. Yeah. Um, Everything checks out. How does he know about the staff? Like... <sighs> it's retcon. Yeah, cool. All right. They have uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. The, the Transformers the, 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 have uh, cloud storage. That makes sense. Like, I don't understand why... the. the it makes sense, actually, that Earth is just a fucking giant transformer because they keep showing up. They had to explain it somehow. It's just the the, the decept the decept retcons are <laughs> at work. Nice. I see what you did there. The Deceptricons. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard one to say. Yeah, Deceptricons. Um, I just I, I, I feel like Michael Bay is indulging here. Allow me to say why I liked this movie, and it yes. and it comes down to um the end. The, the last maybe half hour of this movie, I thought, is if you're, if you're looking at big budget tentpole summer action movies, I think the, the ending of this, the action sequence that caps this off and everything that's going on with the scraping of the planet, this whole Armageddon sequence, I, I've, I've, I saw this in the AVX big IMAX screen. I, I think it's pretty astonishing what Michael Bay did in terms of scope and scale. Um, he used IMAX cameras for most of this movie. It does cut between aspect ratios very erratically, randomly. I have to sometimes. ask, um, if, if this is the scale is really what grabbed you, you must be a big fan of uh, that Independence Day movie that came so out. So I wanted to ask you guys if this is worse than Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's worse than... It yeah. looks better. No, wow. actually, wow. no. I, Cause I, I, no, I, it's I, not. It's not worse. It, it's it, not. Th- that movie's incoherent yeah, and that doesn't movie, even... That movie's like when, when we've had people say in the past that movies aren't movies. Like, that movie's not really a movie. Because here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, neither is this one. Well, no, it is. This thing is still this is a movie. 15 movies. Smashed in. Why do people hate these movies? Is it just because Michael Bay is obnoxious and a brat and they don't like... How sexist and broad all of his characters are written. Like, what is? Why is there a, such a hatred on? I need, I, I need real stakes in a movie. Like, what's in this? Laura Haddock's character, Vivian Isabel Viola. What's her name? I don't care. Vivian. Vivian. So she's the direct descendant of Merlin. Cool. That must mean that she can. She can only wield the staff. Awesome. So, <laughs> I know it's not that type of movie, but if. The Decepticons are after it. You could just, like, off her, and then no one can use it. But her power comes down to being able to touch the staff and pull it out of a socket. Like, okay, that's a build-up to nothing. Thanks for that, Michael Bay. All of the action that was... the dragon. You get the dragon. All of the action that was leading to this is worthless, because really it was just, oh, shit, you took my stick, I'll take it back. Like, there was no cool usage of the staff, both Optimus and fucking Megatron were holding the staff at, at as well. Like they could have just grabbed it. I nothing. This is what I say when I say nothing makes sense. The actions of these characters just is so inconsistent, and it it doesn't make any sense, and it bugs me. I would love to at least the story could be as basic as shit, but as long as it seems to make a little bit of logical sense in this world, that's so blown out of proportion and bombastic 
it grounds the story a little and I care about these giant robots because as it is right now, I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. That's and so like everything you said is fair. But you were asking why people have a hate on for Michael If this, Michael if this was just called Space Robots and and you took out all of the cringy shit and, and you know cleaned up the movie and shortened it up, I, I, I just I don't see what's so offensive no, this is well, like trans it's like i was just saying it's i don't think it's different than independence day resurgence or whatever like it still sucks it's got too much stuffed into it and to to connect back to what you were saying about why do people hate michael bay like i think he's too people, self-indulgent people didn't hate michael bay michael bay used to make cool movies that were like he was it was original what he was doing with the action and it was for a there was a point to it nobody else was trying to like nobody else had done that and we got things like the island right like how cool is that but now we're getting we got things like pearl harbor and yeah exactly straight, straight up right like we got things like bad boys too yeah we could i mean going through Pain and Gain? I mean, was that a bit of a fail? Big right? time. People hate that movie. Well, and I don't have a hate on for Michael Bay. Ninja and I'm not, like, I'm not offended by this movie. It's just... There's a confirmation bias at work here, I think. Well... Where, I mean, he just, he churns these things out. Um, and, and, and they are as Hollywood and... He doesn't care anymore. And th- these are as commercial as you can get in terms of movies. Like these, these are honestly, these really are. These, th- there's a reason why he he cracks Bud Lights and spills them all over his face while he's drinking. I mean, I felt I felt like the actual product placement was a little toned down in this one. Finally, but it wasn't too bad. These these are the ultimate expression of of capitalism infiltrating a movie and inflating it so that you can. Can do all these self-indulgent things. Oh, it's very. It's funny because uh, this is just a side connection, though, to what you're saying. Uh, the one time that it's pointed out that uh, the scholar in the film doesn't look as you would expect your stereotypical scholar to look, instead of ad- actually addressing the fact that they've got this like supermodel playing her, she just makes a sexist joke. She's like, "Yeah, well, I'll just take all my clothes off then." Well, and it's horrible. Like the treatment of her character, <laughs> that's offensive. Like how she, we, the first time we see her, she's playing polo, badass. She falls off her horse, scores a goal anyway. And then the dude's like, I was open the whole time. She's like, well, there's a reason you're open. He's like, well, there's a reason you're single. And that's that's how she's defined this whole movie. Yeah. Her mom and her mom's friends are like, when are you going to find yourself a man? Blah, 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 blah. And then, so her arc is that she ends up falling for Mark Wahlberg. Not Finding that, a man. Not that she's capable and like good she's at what got she does. So many degrees and everything, but it's all useless because she doesn't have a boyfriend. Yeah, you guys aren't helping me here. Um, it th- this is just Michael Bay doing his thing and no, being a everyone around him is a yes man to the point where he can get away with making sexist shit. I can't wait to watch these movies in twenty years to see. Oh. how badly they're going to age and how did he get away with this ridiculous shit um and and the, 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 it's not unlike Tom Cruise where <laughs> it's it's just these are just excuses for them to just to just i guess wave the dick around and and we did this take 65 get, times. get one of those guns you know one of those little guns that you stick money in and you squeeze a trigger and it just like shoots 
like bills out of it. Is that a thing that rich people have? You can buy it. It's like a bill sh- gun. It just shoots money gun. dollar bills. Yeah, it's a I, money I gun. I had that when I was younger, but it was pizzas and it was a turtle gun. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, that's actually way the more valuable. <laughs> uh, like in going to Cuba, for example, Michael Bay just, I want to go to Cuba and shoot some scenes there. I yeah, bet you what? he was so pissed off that I Fast t- and Furious beat him to that. I bet you he was so pissed. Well, I he only totally shot. Totally forgot about that. Two street corners in Cuba. Like, and John, he did not go to Cuba. Well, John no, that is, that, that is in Cuba. That is definitely in Cuba. They went there. They went to that one street corner that we see. There's a bunch of shots down alleys. Like John Turturro has a few little scenes where he's, you know, talking back and forth. It's At that more, phone it, booth. There's a few more scenes than that, <laughs> but um, th- there was reports of like they're in Havana shooting Transformer scenes. I wonder if there's so a lot of deleted he, scenes. His character exists for no reason other than telling people that there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, th- um, this is they're setting up future movies, which is just horrific and dreadful. Yes, swan song bullshit. Um, do you guys like the Tie Fighters? I thought those were actually pretty sweet. The little drones. They deploy oh, yeah. these the little TIE fighters after Mark Wahlberg. I thought that was kind of a nice little action scene of him hanging off the edge of it and smashing into the wall and stuff. What, anytime you can switch up what the action sequence kind of is is centered around is is nice if you can vary it up. It's not all just highway action scenes and you know Yeah, there's it, some really goofy stuff. Well and, and here here's another problem I have with this movie. Is that for a movie that's called Transformers, there's not actually a lot of Transformer fighting. And there's not a lot of, like, transforming. No. Um, also, where the fuck were the uh, Dinobots hiding underneath that road just outside the abandoned town? Like, they, Grimlock pops up, and so does Tricera Dude. Like, oh, I that guy was awesome. He wasn't even in the f- movie until that point. Was he just laying under the highway? <laughs> well, I guess it's... Mark Wahlberg sort of keeps keeps all these transformers hidden i don't know what what is the triceratops transform into is the question is is he some sort of old dump truck or some shit uh what's the t-rex well, uh, well that's Grimlock, that's, that, that's their transformed state Otherwise, oh they they can't transform into a fucking truck or ice well, cream no they're just big they're big robots and then oh. they transform into dinosaurs <laughs> oh no um why? Why did we flashback? Speaking of spinoffs and sequels, the World War Two thing. Why did we doesn't go to, need to be in the movie? But is that just literally to show us Bumblebee is going to have his own spinoff in World War Two or yeah, something? I think, so. I think so. Like it's just like some Wonder Woman kind of like everything's going back to Wonderbee. Yeah, I mean that it's, might work. It's bad. It's um, just bad. It is bad. It feels like completely like shoehorned to the max. Oh, and and you're thinking, why did you spend all this money? What is what is this? <laughs> why never never ask yourself in a Michael Bay movie, why did you spend well, all this money? Overstuffed. And again, this is that's, what this, that's his motto. This is where <laughs> my, more, more, more. This, this is Sorry. where my issues are coming from. Is this could have been a tight, ridiculous, but still entertaining movie. But it's not like he bloated it and shot it. No, no. This is where the movie gets fucking unreal. So we go to London or fifteenth act. No, we go to (laughs) we 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 go to uh, somewhere prologue eighteen. I don't know where we are. England somewhere, and we get inside the fucking HMS Alliance submarine. Guess what? And then it turns into some sort of James Cameron film where we've got this awesome submarine chase down with a window. 
Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but the sub's a transformer that doesn't transform, exactly. so it's fine. Yeah. So that's fine. I thought what kind of transformer? As soon as we got into this James Cameron kind of thing, where the you got this mini sub, I felt like I was watching The Abyss for a little bit with these yeah, sort those of things aren't real. So SWAT, we, SWAT subs. We have those SWAT, SWAT, mini SWAT bus subs. Uh, the SWAT team has mini subs. Okay, just deal with it. Tons of them. So the SWAT team's in this mini really sub, fast. and we we have this awesome scene down to this ship at the bottom of the ocean. I guess that no one knew was there yep. for so long, mm-hmm. yeah, because it was hiding so well, right on the bottom. This giant, very clearly. <laughs> Something made Alien structure. Ship. So this, for me, I, I was, I was with you guys. I, I'm with, I, everything you guys are saying, totally with you up until this moment when this ship starts surfacing up out of the ocean, and we're ha- simultaneously having that pretty badass fight scene between Optimus and Bumblebee. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. On the surface of this tumbling spaceship that has kind of a cool design. It's like this gear with this long like spike dangling out of it like a golf tee it looks really funky yeah it's like a weird spike thing um at this as this thing's bursting out of the ocean scale completely mint lit huge like rogue road rogue one kind of shit is that right yeah i think that's (laughs) accurate with the kids um I, i i just love when you when you have a canvas that is this wide and humongous and and seeing this stuff in IMAX or whatever the hell AVX, I was pretty asta- like astonished with. Yeah, the visual effects in this movie are amazing. Like, there's Honestly, a lot of cool staggering. things. Staggering, but just as a sci-fi movie, this this I feel like this is the most full-blown sci-fi fantasy of all of the Transformers movies. Like this is genuinely some, I just think amazing world design and. That's when Cybertron starts crashing in, and and just the whole last forty minutes or so completely knocked my socks off, guys. And that that didn't work for you with these dangling land masses with these enormous cables. Nope. And and the idea of like sort of flying the this assault, I felt like I was watching sort of this. Where did Assault the on Normandy Transformer ship come from again? But like Omaha Beach kind of thing. That just it was up. hidden somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Did, um, did, did you guys not get that like sort of a Normandy invasion thing where they're landing on these giant masses of land? I, I, I thought all of that was totally incredible. I, I, I what, what more do you want out of a summer action movie? Well... Well, you've just spent uh, forty-five minutes explaining yeah, what you yeah. what you actually. Um, well, want I would I would like there to be stakes, <laughs> um, but and and the payoff is as lame and dumb as it is for when Bumblebee is finally uses his real voice. That was not cool. too bad. We've waited that was five good, good point. Yeah, five fucking movies for Bumblebee to actually talk, and yeah, that's around the time. Or remember, I mentioned the one cool line, right? Yeah, when Optimus Prime slices all the guys' heads off. Yeah, you must have forgot. I I wish I could remember what he says because it's actually pretty cool. He's like, "I'm going to slice your heads off." Yeah, like I'm going to. You guys are dummies, and then he cuts them up into little you pieces. Who you're fighting? Yeah, um, he, it's something like <clears throat> you you forgotten who I am, or well, oh man, this 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 climactic showdown didn't work for you guys. The this, the visuals of the sky falling down on Earth and. 
Well, the, all of the, I just thought it looked incredible to me. Well, it boiled down to the fucking scene in the Mummy where the shit, plane's crashing. <laughs> like it's tr- except with transformers flying around on the inside of the f- tumbling. So you just didn't know what the fuck was happening. Well, you no. know what would have been cooler to watch? Maybe is if they died right away. So like one of those big things just lands on Mark Wahlberg at all. <laughs> okay, so everybody in the movie dies right away, and then we get to watch like the cutscene from what happens when. Uh, Cybertron like heals itself and we get to see it back to 100%. Yeah. I know what our Earth looks like already. Whatever. But like show me what a repaired Cybertron so, looks okay. like. So okay and here's I know this we were throwing logic out the window if we want to enjoy this movie. Yes. But why is the uh, Chamber of Fun of Cybertron located on one of the dangly arms as opposed to like its core yeah. or something? Yeah. Okay. I didn't understand that. Cybertron's weird. <laughs> At the end they sort of have this we, if we, why is there grass there? I, I thought it was awesome. Iceland looks awesome, right, guys? It does. But nowhere on Cybertron loves is Iceland. there anything yeah. else. It's Every, all metal. They film everything in Iceland now. Every sci-fi movie is filmed in Iceland now. Because it looks just like a volcanic moon. With some green. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on. Why? So they're they're trying to get into the... Where this... The ignition m- chamber. And that's where Merlin's staff is, and that's where... The key to everything is... Yeah, the, it's the, the spark plug. They're going to try to smash it with this little ball sack piece that's hanging over here, and it's going to smash everything. No, and make it, make it tumble. Yeah, and what was... The, that was so plan stop A. the energy transfer, So that right? was plan A, and... No, that was plan... Plan don't wait for the Transformers. Yeah, plan A is the magic. Okay, okay. But they couldn't get anywhere because there's a big gun, and like... <sighs> this is where Michael Bay just little Vespa says, bot. I think Marvel movies execute their finales better and they have better characters and are better in every way. But I don't think Marvel movies are on this type of scale. Like, I don't, I don't, oh, you're what, right. Like, the amount of money that's getting, like, in fact, a lot of Marvel, some of the Marvel movies have some dodgy special effects. Wait, uh, wait till we get Infinity War. Well, see. I was going to say, what if we, like, Michael Bay is the kind of person that you need to tie together all of these crazy threads in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, what if he did the Infinity Wars? Well, it's, you just, no. You just blew his head up. But I, I, th- I think that, in terms no. of I <laughs> no, <laughs> in in terms of putting together no no, no. <laughs> putting together eye candy, Michael Bay can just kick serious smoke, man. He yeah, and I'm all like I will admit he has some great action on screen. Like he knows how to block and choreograph shit and shoot it so it looks great. But two and a half hours of just that without yeah. without it's any reason empty. for me to be watching, and that's and that's why whenever a character opens their mouth, you realize oh this is. I, sh- I could watch a softcore porno movie and have the same level of acting. I could watch an infomercial yeah. well, as the global. And I agree. Like, as soon as the crazy ship came out of uh, the water, Optimus came back, and then stuff started happening, I was more engaged and entertained, even though it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, because all but, he needed to hear was Bumblebee. But that's what I mean about this movie could be trimmer, and they could remove all the superfluous yeah. shit, and then it, as a whole, would have been a better experience. Actually works. Yeah, th- that's the problem with Michael Bay. He's just self-indulgent and wants to film girls' butts and make fun of them when but he I films But I feel them. like now he's not even self-indulgent. He's just running on autopilot. Like, Yeah, was- we're hoping he's done here. Uh, we get a dumb stinger where Quintessa is not dead. Says, 
which didn't I, I no it's please terrible. explain this to me no so I don't Quintessa's I don't even, not dead and then she says don't touch him Unicron him yeah so I guess uh, Earth is evil or something Unicron's probably gonna end up being just a mirror version of Quintessa but a dude yeah and they're actually so like they're, they're to, like they're like the spirits of the planets or something it's like yin and yang and there's a yeah. cycle and um. Yeah, and, and and we get Isabel returning at the end to just, hey, remember me? I was at the beginning of this movie. Um, I think if you cut her out, you cut maybe 40 minutes out of the movie and you have a tighter thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thing. And uh, I actually, yeah. kinda, you know what? Uh, it, this has nothing to do with the story, but I kind of really liked the tiny dino bots. They're cute, eh? <laughs> the, the, the little <laughs> baby bots. The, the baby bots. baby triceratops is adorable. Uh, well, what's your scores, fellas? I, I'm really interested to see where you land on this. <clears throat> So coming in, you can. I had this written here from the moment I sat down, and I was wondering if it would change based on you liking this movie, and it didn't change. Uh, it's a three out of ten. Wow! From me, you wow. you guys are so horribly harsh, but okay. Uh, you know, I'm I not think gonna. That's the lowest score you've ever given. I think I've given more than one, but yeah, it's it's. I haven't gone below that. Nice, nice. Um. I didn't absolutely despise this, but it was not a good movie in my books. So it's below five. It's a four and a half. Oh my god! Visually, it was, it was great, but I, I don't think there was a single moment where I went, Fuck yeah, or anything like that. It was just like Anthony Hopkins' okay. death. Come on, how brutal was that? Yeah, it, they just stuck him on some wires and spun him around. I just want to watch. He King- just he just wanted to be in a cool movie. He just He's wanted in to have West fun. World. He's in the coolest TV show on TV right now. <laughs> if if he, Michael Bay had made this whole movie, King Arthur and the Transformers, yeah, man, yeah, that would have been way yeah. better. Well, you, yeah, you maybe you lean into it even more, right? You, uh, you yes, go, like, make it a cartoon. Well, that's when the the Witwicky. The Order of the Witwickens, that's like Sharknado kind of shit. Oh, that's right. Bad. So lean, if you lean into that, this yeah. is the, this is the that's fifth the movie. only way it works. This is the fifth movie. This is when Fast and Furious became self-aware. It's when Hobbs joined the team, right? Transformers needs to stop taking itself so seriously and just become a funny joke of itself. Well, and the thing we is, the Rock. The thing is, the Transformers plot lines and the movies themselves don't take themselves seriously. Michael Bay is a terrible director at getting the the actors to be yeah. that self-aware. Yeah, his direction it, is It won't bad. work. If all of these characters were a little less serious and more tongue-in-cheek, I guarantee you I would have liked this way more. It would have been like a seven probably. We act, maybe I think we actually do need The Rock. He got the wrong franchise. That's the Viagra, man. He brought in Mark Wahlberg for that purpose, and it didn't work. <laughs> we, need, we need Dwayne. I give this movie a six out of ten. Which I, I respect think that. is generous. I respect that, and it's it's because the ending just completely knocked my socks off. It's bananas. How long, like that ending is? How much <sighs> of the two and a half hours? Probably half hour at least. <laughs> like it's long, right? Well, the the, the entire forty sur- minutes, forty five. That running sequence to the end. The, edge yeah, of the, the the surfacing of the ship leading to the invasion, and then the sort of mounting the assault up up to the skies above dodging all these cables and everything i don't know how this doesn't work for you it's fucking awesome fuck off so well, well, well so we we gotta go though guys well another question that i want to like why did they use the transformer ship to take these ospreys that are not rated for this level when they could have just taken the ship i don't know what you're talking about 
Yeah, yeah. They literally just fall. <laughs> that is our review of Transformers The Last Night. If you agree or disagree with our takes, please email verticalviewing at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Please. We want to hear from you. Uh, next week on the show is Baby Driver. Oh, can't wait. So you guys, we watched a bullshit garbage action movie that's recycled nonsense. That's just Hollywood taking a shit, expecting you to eat it again. And next week, though. But next week, we have our boy, Edgar Wright, who we just saw last week. I cannot wait. Yeah, folks. Doing he- kind of the same thing. This is just a straight, high-octane... This, this is an action movie that you could see Michael Bay... Making in the 90s, maybe. I don't know. This, to me, is different. Like, Edgar Wright making a car chase. Like, just any of the... any of the A musical car chase movie. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Goodness, golly gee whiz. Um, you can visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. While you're there. Uh, you can click the donate button. Just quickly, just one time. Yeah, and that will take you to PayPal, and you can donate one time it's a one night stand kind of situation if you want just the tip mm-hmm. uh, just a tip oh i mean God. just leave just a small it. tip and we've done that one before it's good <laughs> um but if you want to have a more long-term relationship with the vertical viewing podcast go to patreon.com slash slash vertical viewing there are lithium or the hydrogen helium lithium level subscriptions available at the rate of one two three dollars a month uh there you can become a subscriber just like martin Joseph, Chris, and Nick, and maybe you. Yes, you. You too. Maybe you can be a patron on patreon.com slash vertical view and get your access to chappy reviews, Jake Gyllenhaal reviews. Cool cartoons. Just back content. Random talking. We are going to be mailing stickers to every Patreon patron. I'm, I'm putting... I'm planting a flag in the ground and my co-hosts are like this how are like, we gonna do this, this is what goal, is he talking about this is about? goal setting folks we're doing it give us your address patrons you get us three well vvp stickers. your support is appreciated we appreciate it so we send you something back um yeah go to itunes stitcher google play wherever you listen to podcasts wherever you can find them email us verticalviewing at gmail.com where can we find you on the internet uh, you could talk to me at Jared underscore Sergeant. Getting lit. Getting lit. Yep. I'm at Michael R. Lind, and I uh, just tweeted about one thing I forgot to mention. What you know? How we've talked about audiences clapping. Well, oh, it's even worse. Clapped for this when it was for Transformers. That's You can follow me, Scott Wilson BC, on Twitter with, with two L's and. We're also on Instagram at uh, the Vertical Viewing Podcast, so check that out. There's some really cool yeah, stuff happening. It's cool. Artwork is always lit over there. Uh, are there any final thoughts from you fellas? Uh, well, Michael actually touched on it with those ospreys dropping from the sky because they, they, what is it? The blades don't catch. Keep it vertical. <laughs>